Good evening, everyone. We want to welcome you to tonight's worship service here at New Beginnings Church. Those uh, in the house and then those, of course, uh, watching from home, we want to welcome you as well. Um, there's quite a few of you that are still just at home making mashed potatoes and making uh, fruit salad and get everything, uh, getting everything ready uh, for tomorrow's big day. So we're excited for that. Uh, but we want to just, uh, before we get started, just a few things uh, that we want to talk about tonight, just to catch you up on some announcements. Um, first, December the 3rd, uh, for those parents that have young children in the house, we are offering a parent's night out. So December the 3rd, we are offering a parent's night out, which is going to be from 530 to 930. And uh, you can drop off your kids, so if you like, want to do some Christmas shopping, if you want to uh, maybe just have a date night, whatever it is that you want to do with uh, maybe another couple friend or uh, just another friend, uh, it's from 5.30 to 9.30 here at the church. But I, we ask that you do register uh, so we can uh, provide adequate meals and snacks and whatnot for the children that night, okay? So you can register online or via the app. Uh, you can always catch Miss Jessica up and down the hallways, or uh, you can walk out to the uh, NB Kids Wing and speak to her over there, okay? But uh, Parents Night Out, we invite you to take part. And you know what? Those friends of yours that have kids that you want to maybe hang with that night, feel free to have their kids come over. That's fine. We're not, we're not going to turn them away. We understand that young couples, uh, they all have kids for the most part. And uh, we invite you to, to enjoy that night out with one another, all right? Uh, also, uh, God's Warehouse is still accepting uh, donations. Uh, they're accepting blankets. I think they're good with socks. From what I understand, they received like 4,000 socks from some big company. So I think they're good with socks. They were trying to get rid of some socks. Uh, but uh, if, if you have any gently used blankets that you might want to get rid of, maybe, maybe you've gotten uh, a big overstock of blankets, uh, as we do every winter, we always buy something new. Um, you might want to uh, wash that. Please wash those blankets that you wish to donate. And there's a, a big pallet out there uh, that we're, we're dropping them off at. So we can go ahead and do that for God's warehouse. Now, December the 10th, we're moving into Christmas. Can you guys believe it? We're here. Uh, it's still surreal to me. But December the 10th, we want to invite everybody the whole congregation to a nice Christmas social that we're going to be hosting here at New Beginnings, okay? And it's going to be out in the mall, and we're going to have a, it's just, it's a real chill night, man. It's, it's, it's just literally for us to come together and hang out. That's literally all it's about. There's nothing to it. We're going to have some bizcochitos, some hot chocolate, some, uh, some coffee, of course, got to have the coffee. And we're actually going to have a jazz band that night. So if you guys are um, fans of jazz, it's just something soft in the back. It's really cool. It's going to be super awesome. So we invite you to, to participate. And if you have a friend or family member that you want to invite, uh, go ahead and bring them uh, as well. That's going to be the December the 10th from 6.30 to 8.30. So we invite you to participate in that as well. Okay. And then December the 12th, there's some things to mark your calendar with. The, December the 12th is actually the New Beginnings Church Christmas program. That's where you get to see the kids perform, and the worship team will be up here, of course. And then we have a drama that we're bringing 
uh, as we do every year. It's going to be an amazing story. It's always a different take because it could be the same story, but it impacts us differently every single time. And so we want to invite you December the 12th uh, to the New Beginnings Christmas program, December the 10th to the New Beginnings Christmas social, uh, and then December the 3rd, the New Beginnings Parents' Night out. Okay? Uh, Why don't you stand with me tonight, church, as we prepare our hearts for worship? Amen. It's going to be an amazing time. Again, we want to invite you. Look, New Beginnings Church, everything we do, New Beginnings Church uh, with um, uh, God's Warehouse, under His construction, Frontline Resurrection Ministries, New Beginnings Church is dedicated to our community. We are dedicated to our community. Matter of fact, uh, Pastor Joseph Carrillo is leading the charge when it comes to what's called, um, Tomas, help me with this, uh, where they go out and pray. Gosh, that just left me. What is it? Yeah, no, <laughs> there's a program that we call for, but uh, we go out and pray for every house around the neighborhood, door, door to door. We leave a hanger and we let them know that we actually go out and pray uh, for that neighborhood. And, and so that, yes, it is an outreach program. And so that outreach program is headed up by Pastor Joseph Carrillo and all these programs. Now, if you want to be a part in a life, a part of that church and a part of the life of this church, we invite you to do so. And if uh, the Lord is leading you to give, of course, our tithing boxes and our, tith- our tithing boxes are at every door here in our sanctuary. You can also give via the app. You can give via uh, our website as well. Okay. Uh, so we invite you to do that. But why don't you bow your heads we invite the Lord into this place and uh, prepare our hearts for worship. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this time together. Uh, Lord, it's so amazing to be in this place together with you. Lord, um, as many are, Lord, we just pray healing over those that aren't here tonight, Lord, because they're sick. Lord, there's been a huge wave, Lord, and you know the outcome, Lord, of what's going on, Lord, with covid and so, Lord, we're feeling that tonight, Lord, uh, with a lot of our brothers and sisters, Lord. So I just pray your healing touch over those, Lord, that have become uh, infected, Lord, uh, with uh, this ugly disease. Lord, I pray your healing touch over every single one of them, Lord, every single one of our leaders that has been infected, Lord, every single one of our congregants Lord, that has been infected, Lord, touch them in a miraculous way, Lord. Let every symptom, Lord, subside, Lord, and whatever symptoms they do have, Lord, let it be minimal and nominal, Lord. Bring quick healing upon their bodies, Heavenly Father. Now, Lord, we pray for uh, this time together here in your house at New Beginnings Church, Lord. Would you be with us tonight, Lord? Use us in a mighty, mighty way, Lord. Let us um, just reach out and touch the hem of your garment here tonight, Heavenly Father. We open up our hearts to you, Father, and to your word, Lord, to your truth, and now we sing your praise. In your name we pray, amen. Well, church, let's welcome one another tonight.
worship the God who was. We worship the God who is. We worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging sea. My God, He holds a victory. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet.
amazing to sing, church. We were the beggars. Now we're royalty. Come on and sing it. Who am I that the highest king will welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me in. Oh, his love for me. Yes, his love for me. Lift it up.
know the promises of our God, to say that I am a child of God, and I am not who I think I am, but I am who God says I am. So that even when I can't look at my face in the mirror because I don't like who I am, I am still a child of the Almighty, and His mercy will be made new every single morning. That is who our God is. Woo! Isn't it amazing? And isn't He worthy of our praise in this place today? As we celebrate Thanksgiving, I would just like you to think of how thankful you are to be a child of the Almighty and to bring Him your praise in this place this evening. Oh, Lord, just hear our praise. Receive our praise, because you are worthy. You are so worthy.
look one night at the mention of your name, Jesus. Jesus, your name is power. to him, church. Father, we just come before you today, acknowledging that you are worthy, that you are worthy of praise, that you are greater than anything that we could ever have imagined, and we are so humbled to be standing here in your presence, and for those of us who are listening online, we are so humbled that your presence reaches out to us 
no matter where we are. Oh, we just give you thanks for your greatness. And Lord, in the midst of our gratitude, we also realize that we live in a highly imperfect world. So Lord, we lift up to you right now all our family members, all our friends who are struggling with COVID or things related to COVID. Lord, we lift up all our friends and our family members and our loved ones who are struggling with other kinds of illnesses and other kinds of stresses. We lift up our friends and our families and our loved ones who are dealing with financial stresses and who are dealing with addiction stresses and who are dealing with life stresses and who are dealing with marriage, who are dealing with children's stresses, Heavenly Father. We just lift them up to you because we know, we know the power of your cross. We know the power of your blood. We know the power of your grace. And we know the power of your love is greater than all of those things that we are facing. Lord, as we come to the end of this year, Lord, I pray that you fill us all with gratitude for the things that we have received this year. And that you give us a focus for your purpose for the year to come. That you fill us with your grace and your power knowing that because we have breath today, there is still a purpose that you have for us in our lives. And I pray that you fill every single person in this place with the knowledge of what that person is. So with, in the days to come, in the weeks to come, in the months to come, and in the year to come, that we can live out that purpose. Oh, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for the breath of life that you have given us. We thank you for the grace that you bestow on us and the never-ending, undeserved love. In your name we pray. Amen. That might work. Good evening, church. Man, what an awesome time of worship, say. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite lines uh, or songs that we sing is uh, that uh, house of the Lord. It says, uh, we were the beggars. Now we're royalty. We were the prisoners. Now what? We're running free. Man, isn't that amazing? Come on, give them a shout of praise tonight. That's amazing to be able to say those things. But we say we were the beggars. Now we're royalty. That's who we are. Hey, church, well, thanks for uh, coming out tonight. Uh, we understand uh, tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and uh, we can't wait. Who's excited for Thanksgiving? Yeah? Look, so I'm the cook at the house, uh, and I don't, I don't really necessarily like to cook turkey dinner. So my girls wait for this day for 364 days. You figured they'd be able to wait, but they went a week ago today to um, Cracker Barrel. Because they were like, it's Thursday night and it's turkey night. I'm like, you have a week. Like, you can't wait a week. But that's how much they like it. And so we're excited to spend some time with family. Pastor Richard sends his love and his greetings from El Paso, Texas. Uh, he loves you guys. He sends your greeting. He says, th Happy Thanksgiving to all you turkeys. 
His words, not mine. His words, not mine. We love you, Pastor. Um, and uh, we miss you. We can't wait to see you on Sunday. But being that tomorrow is Thanksgiving, um, quick quiz. But, you know, before we do that, I want to welcome the Sandoval family. Can we welcome the Sandoval family tonight? We just love you guys. We miss you guys. Andre, who was on the worship team with us, man, we just love seeing you guys in this house. We love you guys, man. We, we're so happy that you guys were able to visit us. Not to put the spotlight or anything on you guys, but <laughs> welcome, guys. I'm so excited to see you guys. But uh, being that tomorrow is Thanksgiving, a quick quiz. And if you know the answers, please feel free to shout them out, okay? What did the mother's turkey say to her disobedient children? Anybody? No? Ah, if your father could see you now, he'd turn over in his gravy. Which side of the turkey has the most feathers? Anyone? My dude, outside. Winner, winner, chicken. Tell him what he's won, Johnny. The outside, that's right. What sound does a limping turkey make? Wobble, wobble. Come on, man. Come on, family. little Thanksgiving quiz for you guys. What do you get if you divide the circumference of a pumpkin pie by its diameter? Where are my math nerds at? You get pumpkin pie. You get pumpkin pie. That's what you get. I made these all up myself, by the way. I didn't look these up on Google at all. I made these all up by myself. My family actually told me, please, please stop. Don't. You got to stop with the Thanksgiving jokes. And now I'm like, well, I just can't, cold, can't quit cold turkey. And that was like, I just can't quit cold turkey, man. That was the last one, I promise. Maybe. You never know. You never know. Well, church, um, I want to introduce you to a couple of friends of mine. Uh, tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and Pastor preached an amazing sermon on Sunday on gratitude. Wasn't that just an amazing sermon that he preached on gratitude? And if you were here, I hope you were here to impact, to be impacted by that sermon on gratitude. And tonight, we're kind of following up just a little bit on that. Not too much, because um, how do you follow up somebody like Pastor Richard? But I want to introduce you to a couple people. Um, I want to introduce you to this guy. You see him up here all the time. And uh, his name is A.J. Coley. Will you welcome A.J. Coley to the stage? A.J. Coley, super proud of this dude, man. Uh, A.J. Coley, awesome kid. He plays, obviously, you guys know he plays bass. He plays guitar for us. He leads you in worship. And he does, man, this kid works hard. He doesn't just show up and play bass on Wednesday nights. I promise you that. He doesn't just show up and play. I mean, this guy studies. He works really, really hard at what he does. He understands the work that it takes to do ministry, not just because it's a, a task to be done, because he understands it's the work of the Lord, and he does it really, really well. Okay, but I want him to share a little bit of his story and... Um, because going into Thanksgiving, we want to focus in a little bit of gratitude and see the Lord at work. So, AJ, uh, give us a little bit uh, about your story, my brother. Definitely. Well, thank you for letting me share. Amen. Um, so when people ask to hear about my story, um, it, it starts in a weird place because 
I didn't think it would start here, but it does. Um, it started in 2016. Uh, I had just graduated high school. Um, so I was kicked off into the real world. And that's when, you know, people start to ask, you know, what are you going to do with your life? What's the next step? And truly, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, but at, around that same time, uh, I lost my grandpa. And my grandpa was my best friend. He took me everywhere with him. And he always spoiled me, but he didn't spoil me, like, spending money. Um, he, didn't, he didn't, like, spend money and give me a lot of gifts, but he spoiled me with that quality time. And uh, I really cherished those moments with him. Um, so, and, and my grandpa lived a really good life. Um, he did a lot. He was one of those guys who basically did everything. Um, and I kind of wanted to be like that. Um, so... Fresh out of high school, my grandpa just died. You know, it, it was the first time in my life where I felt lost. I've been to a lot of funerals in the past for friends and, you know, to help comfort them and to support them, but I had never lost someone so close to me before, and that was my first time. So you can imagine I didn't handle that well as most people would. And usually, you, uh, when, you, when you lose someone like that, it it, separate, uh, it brings family closer together. Uh, unfortunately, this did not. Uh, a death in my family that was so great, it impacted our family greatly. And I thought that it would bring us closer, but it didn't. It actually separated us because we felt so much anger because our grandpa was gone. And he, we felt like he kind of held that family together in a way. Um, so... My dad was angry all the time. I was angry because my dad was angry, and I was angry because everyone else was angry because my dad was angry, <laughs> and so on and so forth. So I always, <clears throat> so I felt lost because, you know, it, death was real to me. At that moment, death was real, and I didn't want to waste time. I had to put a plan together because I wanted to, you know, be successful. And... Um, not only that, but because we were so separated, I always felt, um, how would I put this? I, <laughs> I, I needed that companionship still. I, need, I felt alone, and I needed that affection. I needed that love, if that makes sense. Um, so for a long time, I, you know, I, I spent a lot of, uh, a couple years, a few years, you know, doing my own thing. Uh, <laughs> I joined a band. I was in a band. <laughs> I, I was in a band. Um, I played music, and we traveled a lot, you know, playing music, and um, even uh, came out with a couple albums. And I had really fun. It was a really fun time. And I still cherish um, a lot of cool times that we had, but a lot of those led me down to a dark path um, with drugs. Um, I smoked a lot of weed. Uh, I drank. I did nothing but drink. I was drunk all the time. I came home drunk. I woke up hungover. And then the next day, it was the same thing. Get drunk and go play a show. And I was pushing my family away in that because, like I said, I didn't feel like they loved me anymore. And along the way, I met I met this girl that I thought I loved and I thought I cared about. And uh, we got into this relationship. And... Um, right away, because I was young, f 
fresh out of high school. I thought I had my life all together. I thought I was going to make it, so I got engaged right away. Um, and that relationship also led me down to a dark path because she she made me try a lot of things that I was a fan of, and um, it led me down to a dark path of um, wanting that physical affection. So it led me down a path of pornography and uh, more sexual uh, relations with, with people and stuff. And I was felt, I felt disgusted of, of myself, and which was really contradicting because not only did I feel disgusted with myself, but I was also craving affection because I, I was still trying to fill that void. So years go by, and that's when I kind of started figuring out that there was something more. Like, there, there, there was a better love out there. And so I saw my family going to church, and um, they were always trying to get me to go, and I would never go. And so I started searching for God myself in my own way. So I was, you know, searching if God's really real, like, prove it. I, I want to see him, or I want to hear him. <sighs> and so one night, I prayed. I said, God, if you're real, I don't feel comfortable in this relationship. So, God, if you're real, and if you care about me, then get me out of this relationship. And sure enough, the next day, she broke up. God moves pretty quick. <laughs> God moves pretty quick. And I was heartbroken. I, I was heartbroken because, you know, I didn't think it was going to be like this. I didn't know the process to healing was to, to have your heart broken. And so I came to church. My, uh, my mom brought me to this guy right here, Pastor Mike. The kids were going off to camp, and uh, he was he was doing his own thing, whatever he was doing. She asked him, she said, Pastor, I'd like you to pray for my son. He is going through a really hard time. He just broke up with this girl, and he's really been struggling, and, and he just needs someone. He just needs someone to pray with. I didn't know him. He didn't know me. But he's... he's went out of his way to pray for someone who was broken, who was lost. And that was the first time that not only did I experience someone cared about me, but I experienced God. He stepped out of, he sacrificed whatever he was doing, trying to get these kids ready to go to camp, making sure they have everything they need and that they were going to be safe for some dude who's going through a breakup. <laughs> but that was when I first experienced Christ. And, um, yeah, I, that was the first time I experienced Christ. And from that day, I wanted more. I, I wanted more of that love because pornography, alcohol, and weed and all these other relationships that I got into just weren't cutting it because they would leave and they would only satisfy me for a little bit. AJ, there was a time where even in the middle of your ministry, 
were already playing, you were on stage, COVID had just hit us like a ton of bricks. This was the beginning of COVID. Um, so maybe it was March, April, May yeah. of 2020, mm -hmm. right? And this is where we kind of lost connection with everyone, if you guys remember that, right? Where we weren't allowed to, to go anywhere. We, they had asked us to stay in and we were, you know, our church, our capacity, our church wasn't even finished here, right? And our church building over there and we, our capacity limits would, uh, were allowing us like 15 or 20 people at our old facility. And so we couldn't really meet. So we lost connection. And there was a time, AJ, tell us how the Lord brought you through that time. Because even in that time, it felt like, like the enemy was tugging at you still. And there are some things that you didn't fully let go of. Tell us how the Lord brought us through, uh, brought you through that. So, <laughs> how would I start that? I so when COVID happened, um, uh, we got disconnected. Um, I I I guess I would just say I fell again. I I fell even in the in the midst of my ministry and my walk. I fell again. Um, I met someone else who just kept stringing me along, and um, I wanted to be there for them. I wanted to, I wanted to show them the love of Christ, but I didn't do it in the right way. <laughs> I, I continued. I, I fell back into my sinful ways, my, my sexual sinful ways, and it just got to me. The, the enemy got to me, and I and I was and I thought I would be able to show them. The love of Christ in, in my sinful ways. What was it that pulled you back in? How did you feel the Lord tugging you back in? The, besides the conviction. I'm not sure, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> right? The conviction of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right? I remember, I remember AJ calling me uh, broken one night. Oh, yeah. And he says, um, he calls me boss for whatever reason. <laughs> But he says, hey, boss, I'm struggling with this. Thank you, AJ. You, you can say, you, thank you, bro. I appreciate it. AJ calls me one night and he says, you know, I, I desperately, desperately, desperately need to get focused again. How many of us have ever lost our focus even in the middle of our walk with the Lord? Right, that's me. I've done that before. Uh, and whatever your hangup is, right? His was one hangup. Mine was another hangup. But we've lost it from time to time. And he says he humbled himself. But what he decided to do was what we're going to be talking about tonight. And we're going somewhere with this, I promise. This is not just a testimony Wednesday. I promise we're going to do something here. And I wanted to introduce AJ to you guys because... AJ is a part of our band. You guys see him, but I want you guys to know who these people are. These are the people that lead you. These are the people that, that lead you week in and out every week and every week in and week out rather in worship. And these are the leaders of our church. And I want to introduce somebody else. Her name is Roxy. You heard her heart a little bit ago. Roxy de Santiago. Why don't you step up here, my sister? Why don't we welcome Roxy up here? And Roxy also has an amazing story of redemption, how the Lord will help us and lead us back into the path of righteousness. And uh, Roxy, 
share your heart with us. It's like, this is going to be good, guys. <laughs> oh, it's so good to see your faces. You know, um, I grew up in southern New Mexico uh, in, in a ranch in the absolute middle of nowhere with no electricity and no running water. And we were literally dirt poor. Um, my father would sometimes have a job and sometimes not. And I remember we spent the summers picking onions and chili so that we would have money to make it through. Most years we would make a total of $5,000 the whole year. And I know this because when I was in high school, I did volunteer taxes. And I happened to compare my parents' income to that of everyone else. And I was shocked at how little we made and how poor we were. In the midst of that poverty, I had a mother whose faith was undying. I grew up in an apostolic church, very rigid church, but my mother loved the Lord, and we were in church on Sunday and Wednesday if we had enough gas in the car to get there. And she was faithful, and I remember every night her praying, and she would pray for everybody. Like, if you told my mom, would you pray for me? She would pray for you. And um, there's 12 of us, so 11 siblings, and she prayed for every single one of them and their wives and their children and the primos and the tias and the everybody. Like, she was a powerful, powerful, and still to this day, a powerful praying woman. So she led me to the Lord, different from the church that I was in. She led me to the Lord with the true, genuine love that she had. But the church that I grew up in was very rigid and didn't very much believe in education, didn't very much believe in equality of women or that women should do anything other than sit in the pew and say yes to the man. And man, that I don't know if you know me, but that is just not my spirit. <laughs> it's just not quite who I am. So um, no one in my family had gone to college. Um, and did I say that there was 11 older brothers and sisters. No, nobody had ever done that. So I decided that, that I was going to go to college because that's, that's just what I was going to do. But then my family was so poor, there was no way that they were ever going to be able to afford that. So I prayed to the God of my mother, and Lord knows he answered my prayer. I happened to go to school on a full-ride scholarship, paid for my tuition, my room, my board, my books, everything. And I was so excited. So, And I was so thankful to the Lord because I knew, I knew in that moment that I didn't get myself there. I'm not that smart. I'm not that talented. I'm not a genius. That's not who I am. But I knew that it was the Lord that had gotten me there. When I was growing up in church, I had always been on the worship team. And I thought this was my chance to go to a bigger church and be on a bigger worship team, and I was so excited. But the problem with that was that when I got to that bigger church and they realized that I was in college and that I had worn pants during the week and that maybe I wore makeup, they kicked me out of the church. 
I was no longer welcome. And if I came, I had to sit in the back row and I had to go through this penance process to show them that I had repented and that I was now straight in line with the Lord. And I don't know if you caught it in my story, but I'm a little bit of a rebel, so I didn't do it. But the problem with that was that I lost my connection with the Lord. Because, see, my language, the way I praise, the way I connect with my God is through worship. It is part of how I have been created And when I no longer had that, reading the Bible didn't make sense. And going to church to sit in the back row where everybody knew I was on penance was not going to happen. And so I slowly walked away. And I was in college. And all kinds of cool cool things were happening when I was in college. And I kept going further and further and further away from the Lord. And before I knew it, Before I knew it, I was married to someone who was an atheist. And I didn't go to church. And I didn't pray and I didn't read my Bible. And I was completely lost. And then my firstborn son, I held in my arms. And in that moment that I was holding my son, I realized I had no idea how to do this. This raising of a child, this being responsible for someone, when I wasn't even clearly responsible for myself, I had no idea. And in that moment, I remembered the God of my mother, and I prayed to that God. And a few weeks later, I met one of my very, very best friends, and she brought me here to this church. And I slowly made my way back to the Lord, and I'm so thankful. One of my favorite verses is in Exodus 15, if my phone will get me there, of course. And it's the song... It's a song of Miriam. It's part of the song of Miriam that she sings after they have crossed the Red Sea. And it says, The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him. He is my Father's God, and I will exalt him. And I love that verse because what it says to me is that I knew my mother's God. And I knew her faith. And I knew it was solid. And when I prayed to my mother's God, he answered me and became my God. And now I pray to my God. Amen. Thank you, Roxy. Why don't you stay up here? AJ, why don't you come up here? I wanted you to meet AJ and Roxy. Like I said, they lead us in worship every week. And it's important for us to know who our leaders are and kind of where they come from because we've all been through it. 
I have my own story. Every single one of you have your own story. And today, they stand up here. If we were to look at a 30,000-foot view of their journey, and we were to get on this airplane, you would see their journey kind of like this, right? It's not always been perfect. You see it go this way, a little that way, sometimes way over here and over this hill, but then they come back. And I'm so grateful for them. These are two of my very best friends in the world. I love AJ so much. He's become a dear friend to our family. And Roxy is like a sister to me. And I love her dearly. And they stand up here today in front of you. AJ is in what we call leadership focus. And that's the Church of God's path to ordination. And he's in his second semester. And that's what God can do. And he stands up here because God has called him into the ministry he feels called. And he stands up here saying, Lord, I, I, I want to devote my life. And not only is he in path to ordination with the church of God, but he is also an ambassador for who, AJ? Who's that? Uh, the entity, the, uh, the extensions, right? The extensions of uh, the church of God. So he's working for our national office of the church of God. So can we give the Lord a praise offering for what he's done? And Roxy stands up here as someone who really went off the deep end because of her pain, just like a lot of us did. Uh, some of you have heard my story, and it looks, it sounds something similar. She's actually in seminary. And so can we give the Lord a praise offering for that? In seminary, studying his word because she has this deep longing to serve his people. So let me just pray with you guys because this is just going to be an amazing journey. I know it's, it's going to be a, a three-year process for AJ. He's already about a year in, uh, almost a year in. Roxy's fresh in. Roxy is a very successful woman in her career. And she's a successful mother, successful wife. An okay friend. <laughs> She's awesome. But Roxy is also dedicated and devoted to this ministry. And then she finds the time to go to seminary of all things. Seminary. So let's just pray a blessing over them. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the work that you are doing. Not only in AJ and in Roxy, Lord, but the Thousands of stories, Lord, that we can give just in this room alone, Lord, not including those even at home watching, Lord, of your faithfulness, Lord, and those who have really come back to you, Lord. You call us back, Lord. You tell us in your word, that, Lord, my sheep know my voice. And, Lord, you're calling us back to you. So, Father, thank you for your strength. Thank you, Lord, for the battles that we have won. Thank you for the battles that are in front of us, Lord, that we give you the power over, Lord, because at the end of the day, Lord, at the end of that battle, Lord, there you are standing the victor, Lord, in our place for that. So thank you, Lord, for the battles. Thank you for the wins. And Lord, thank you for the calls on people's lives, Lord, that have dedicated their lives to ministry, Lord, whether it's full-time ministry or not. Lord, they have dedicated their lives, Lord, to serving you and your people. Heavenly Father, it's in your name that we pray. Amen.
Thank you, church. Thank you, Roxy. Thank you, AJ, so much for sharing your hearts with us. But I wanted to share that, church, because as we prepare for tomorrow's great gatherings with family and friends, I want us to have one word in our hearts. And I've got just a little bit of time to do it, and I promise you. I know that the stores are closing soon, and you guys are probably going down your checklist in your mind right now, and you're like, they close at 9, dude, and I don't have a pumpkin pie. Right? I'm going to try my very best to get you out of here soon. Okay? You're like, I need those marshmallows. How many of you guys, who else does, can't find marshmallows ever? Like, I'm having the hardest time finding But the word is reclaim. The word I want us to talk about tonight and engrave in our hearts is the word reclaim. And I've titled my sermon tonight, Reclaiming the Sacrifice. Reclaiming the sacrifice, because I want us to turn, I want you, if you have your Bibles with, uh, if you have Bibles with you, turn to Romans chapter 12. We're going to be there. We're not going to go there quite yet. But Romans chapter 12. You guys ever had anything stolen from you? I mean, we're in Albuquerque. <laughs> right? If you haven't had your car stolen, broken into or your house broken into, do you even live in Albuquerque, bro? Like, for real. Right? I've had my house stolen, uh, broken into, stolen, yeah, my house was, my house was stolen. <laughs> I've had my house broken into, I've had my car broken into, and uh, inevitably so, when you're going through your inventory, you think you're going, you think you're good, but then all of a sudden, what, just a couple of months later, and you're looking for some stuff, and you're going, where's that, where's that thing? And you're looking through the, the famous junk drawer of the house that everybody has. And you're like, I bet you that got stolen. I bet you they took that too. You're like, I, they took that, man. They had to have taken I guarantee you, right? But that's months later, and that's who we are. I think that's how the church is sometimes. I think that's how we are as Christians, where the enemy has come in, stolen some things from us, and then you're just like, you don't even think about it. You don't even think about it because you've become accustomed to living without it. That's what happens to us. You don't even notice. We've gotten used to living without it. And then one day, boom, there it is. We miss it. And the enemy has robbed us of so much. And tomorrow is Thanksgiving. And some of you has, have had this conversation with the family. Now, if you get mad, it's not my problem. I might step on some toes tonight. I don't mean to. But I know that I've heard these conversations going around in my circle before. Ring, ring, ring. Hello. Hey, what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? Oh, we're just going to do, do our thing. Cool. Hey, is uh, so-and-so going to be there? Yeah. Okay, what time? All right. Yeah, you guys know where I'm going with this? What time? Well, I don't know. He said he's going to be a prayer when we start around four. Oh, call me when he leaves, nah. <laughs> call me when he leaves because, you know, it's uncomfortable when we're there. And call us, call us when he leaves. Or, you know what, I'll go before because I don't want to make it uncomfortable for everybody in the house. And it's like, wait a second. That's at a Thanksgiving get-together. Let me rephrase that. That's at a gathering where we give thanks. And we're saying, 
that kind of stuff. And I say it's time to reclaim that. We need to reclaim what the enemy has stolen from us. We need to reclaim the sacrifice. What sacrifice am I talking about, church? Here it is. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. It says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead to you. He says the word plead. He says, I plead to you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. Uh, You missed it. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice sacrifice the kind he will find acceptable this is truly the way to worship him and we go down just a little bit more down and we go to verse 9 it tells us i'm sorry verse 2 don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world but let god transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Skip down to verse 9 for me. And it says, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. That's verse 10. Love each other with genuine affection. Let's go back to verse 9. Give me verse 9 again. Don't just what? Pretend to love others. Really love them. Man, we walk in there like a bunch of fakes sometimes. Pretending to love others. Because it's Thanksgiving and it's Christmas. And then January 1st, you're like... Stop me when I'm lying. But we need to reclaim that sacrifice that Romans 12.1 is talking about. Living a life of sacrifice. It's not easy to love others, is it? But we say, how do we reclaim that sacrifice? Funny you should ask me. I'm glad you did. We first have to surrender It takes surrender. It's not easy to surrender, family. It's not easy at all to surrender. Pardon me. It's not easy to do it. What do we need to surrender? Our pride? Our anger? Our bitterness, maybe? Hmm? How about our hurts? How about our hurts? That pride one is big, isn't it? That pride one is big, but our hurts. You know, 2021 and 2020 and 2021 have been some very challenging times. They've been some very, very challenging times, especially for extended families for some reason. We've taken a huge hits with cousins and second cousins and friends who were like family, like extended family. We've taken a huge hit. And these political discourses ripped us apart. It's ripped us apart. People that we have walked through life with. People that we have been in battle with. 
people that we have prayed with, the people that we love so much, and one opinion away, just like that. You're one opinion away from losing somebody in your life. One opinion away. Romans 12, 9 and 10. Let's go back to that one. But what does it tell us? Then Jesus said, right? Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. The second step that we need to remember how to reclaim that sacrifice, reclaiming the sacrifice that the Lord is asking us to do, is we have to learn how to love. Some of us forgot how to love. Some of us completely forgot what agape is. In John chapter 21, Jesus has resurrected. Jesus was just resurrected and he made his third appearance to his disciples at this point. And he's having breakfast with them and he just stops and he goes, hey Peter, read it with me. John 21, 15 to 17. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, Do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Jesus said, then feed my lambs. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said. You know I love you. He said, then take care of my sheep. And a third time he asked him, Simon, Son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. And when we read the scripture, in the Greek, Jesus doesn't say the word love. Jesus says, The first two times, in 15 and 16, he says, Peter, do you agape me? Do you love me unconditionally? Do you? And then Peter's like, yeah. Of course I love you like a brother. And it threw him for a loop. He said, I phileo you. Jesus said, do you agape me? Peter said, I phileo you. He had this brotherly love for him. That's where we get the word Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love. Phileo, Philadelphia. It's a brotherly kind of love. And he said, do you phileo me? And Peter's like, well, yeah, I love you like a brother loves you. And he said, no, do you agape me? Do you love me unconditionally? Because I have a work for you. You don't understand what's coming, Peter. And you need to understand that in order to do the work that I have for you, you have to love me unconditionally. Like there cannot be any conditions because you don't even know what's coming. And that's me and you. God has a work for us. 
We are not of this world. We step into tomorrow's house and we set tomorrow's dinner and we sit at the table and he has a work for us tomorrow to mend the brokenness, to mend relationships, to mend. He says, do you a guy pay me? And you go, I love you like a brother. And he says, that's not good enough. I'm going to ask you one more time. Do you agape me? I feel ill, you. And he's like, no, 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 dude. Then Jesus asked him the third time. He turned the tables around and he says, do you phileo me? And I think what he was trying to do, scholars believe, not me because I'm not a scholar. But scholars believe that he threw it around on him because he wanted to throw him off. He's like, Peter, listen to me. Somebody here is saying the word phileo, but it should be agape. So I'm going to turn it around on you. Peter, the third time, he says, do you phileo me? And he says, oh my gosh, Peter, who had already betrayed him three times, was probably trying to hold his cool after the first time, as he was a hothead. And he says, Lord, you know everything. You know I phileo you. And he's like, oh man, I don't know if this dude's ready. But guess what? Here it comes. The Lord has a work for us, and you need to learn how to love the unlovable. You need to learn how to love the unlovable. It seems that Jesus is trying to get Peter to understand that he must love Jesus unconditionally in order to lead God's people. And that's us. What other thing do we have to do to reclaim the sacrifice that we read in Romans chapter 12 verse 1? We must learn to honor. Do we know what honor is anymore? Do we know what honor is anymore? Honor. Sometimes we pay honor to people and we give them awards. Sometimes we give them a trophy. That's paying honor to somebody. Honoring doesn't mean that you have to be a hypocrite. Honor doesn't mean you go in there and shake everybody's hand with a big old smile when you don't feel like it. That's not what honor means. Honor just means, how about I not slander you? How about we live our life in honor? How about we not slander one another? How about we live our lives in peace? I'm going to honor you that way. Let's go to Romans 12, 10. What does it tell us about that? Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. We have to take delight in honoring each other. Take delight because it honors the Lord in that way for you to honor others. He says, take delight. Man, take delight. He didn't say do it just like grinding your teeth. He says, take delight. I love to honor you. Not slandering one another. As we walk in tomorrow to those maybe somewhat uncomfortable dinner gatherings or lunch gatherings, 
we remember that we have to surrender ourselves unto the Lord. Giving ourselves up as a living sacrifice. It's not easy to let go of pride. It's not easy to let go of hurts. It's not easy to let go of hurtful words that were thrown at you. Whether they were in anger or not. It's not easy to let go of that. We have to remember to love. We have to remember to love. Phileo love? No. Agape love. Agape love. That unconditional love. That you can only get from the Lord. That only He can show us. Now let me... uh, Let me clarify something for you. Tonight, I'm not talking about those people that the Lord has taken completely out of your life because they have hurt you so deeply in a really, really bad way. And the Lord said, you really don't need them in your life. That's not who I'm talking about. That's another sermon for a different time of how to heal that wound. I'm talking about the pettiness that we live with today. Do you realize that today in 2021, Since ever before, our country, this really, really the world, doesn't see a bright future. We don't see a bright future. Do you realize that? For the first time in history, like, could you imagine living in the 50s? Like, I can't wait till we get to the moon. One day we're going to fly to the moon. One day we're going to sing flying cars and then... Like they had that hope. They had that vision. And today we walk around like a bunch of Eeyores. And it's true. It's sad what we see. It really is. But we walk around with no hope. But when we walk into that room tomorrow, the Lord will change that. Because I want you to reclaim your sacrifice. Are you or are you not a child of God? We sang it tonight. I am who you say I am. And these things that the Lord has called us to do, it's not a suggestion. Family, it's not a suggestion. When the Lord says in Romans chapter 12, and I'm trying to get there. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead to you, give your bodies to God. Because of all that he has done for you, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Will you stand with me tonight? I'm going to continue reading. Verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Chapter 12 of Romans. There are no other sections of chapter 12. It's only called a living sacrifice to God. There are no other sections in that chapter. That's it. Chapter 12 is dedicated to how we should live as a sacrifice to God. Everything that we're reading tonight. Verse 9. 
Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but... Oh, wait, that's another sermon. Generation X. Church, I want you to just bow your head with me. Tonight, before we dismiss, tomorrow, rather, there's going to be an empty chair at your table. That empty chair represents so much. It may represent somebody who's at home with Jesus now in your life that you love and you cherish. That you miss dearly. I know uh, there will be one in my family. Quite a few actually. That empty chair could represent somebody that you love that is still with us and has impacted your life greatly. I want you to love and honor that person in that empty chair. That empty chair represents somebody in your life that maybe you lost connection with because of some petty issue that we're dealing with today. I want you to learn how to love and honor that person tonight. Because when you walk in tomorrow, God wants to restore that. God wants to restore that relationship. God wants to restore that friendship. Again, this is not for that person who has hurt you deeply and God has removed them from your life. That's not who I'm talking about tonight. I'm talking about reclaiming our sacrifice. We have let go of that sacrifice. We heard Roxy and Asia tonight where they said, I let go of that sacrifice. I didn't want to live my life as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing unto the Lord. They said, I want to give it up. But there's going to be an empty chair at your table tomorrow. I want you to think of that person. I want you to think of that person who has impacted your life greatly that you want to honor. I want you to think of the person that you want to love again in that chair. I want you to think of the person that you want to surrender your pride for and restore that. Because discord, dissension, fighting quarreling jealousy anger is not of God selfish ambition division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties is not of God so Heavenly Father we come to you tonight Lord, I I just pray, Lord, that you would convict us, Lord, and show us the path, Lord, to take. Lord, will you just tug on our hearts, Lord, and put us back in line, Lord? I, I pray, Lord, that what AJ shared, Lord, what Roxy shared, Lord, and the words that you have spoken through me here tonight, Lord, would impact, Lord, somebody's heart out there tonight. Lord, that needs to restore an area of their life, Lord. And maybe, Lord, it's not a relationship, Lord. Maybe it's not any of those. But, Lord, they can lead others to help them 
Lord, restore and reclaim the sacrifice and the joy that brings, Lord, that comes with living a life of sacrifice for you. It's not for anyone else. Lord, that sacrifice that you have called us to live out, Lord, is for your glory and for your kingdom and for your people. Allow us to love like your word instructs us to love, Lord. Not to pretend to love others, but really love others. Lord, convict our hearts. We surrender our pride. We surrender our anger and our bitterness, Lord. We surrender all slander, all division and dissension to you, Lord. Take us into tomorrow, Lord, where we truly make a shift, Lord, to make a difference, Lord. Where the enemy has come in, Lord, and stolen so much from our lives. Only you can do that, Lord. We've tried and we make a mess of it. A bigger mess of it. So, Lord, tomorrow we devote our time to you. Tomorrow, Lord, full, Lord, our hearts full of gratitude for what you have done in our lives, Lord, that we not change our tune, Lord, the second we walk out of these doors. Let us be that living sacrifice, not just in the four walls of this sanctuary, Lord, but out there. That's where we need to be, the living sacrifice. So, Lord, thank you for your word tonight, Lord. Be with us, Lord. We dedicate our time to you, Lord, in our families. It's in your name that we pray, Lord. Amen. Church, I hope tonight the Lord has spoken to your hearts. And if you need prayer, we'll have some people up here ready to pray with you. But church, you're dismissed in Jesus' name. We love you, church. We'll see you Sunday. Ha! Uh-huh.